Hello, and welcome to episode 112 of Divided by Werewolves, the uh, first episode of 2021. 2021, coming out of the gate strong. <laughs> Man, yeah, we're on the, what, 38th day of 2020. Uh, uh, no, like, it's, yeah, it's December 38th, 2020. <laughs> I mean, I know that it was like, you know, obviously it's naive to think that as soon as it turns 2021, it just magically shit will get better, but wow. Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, it's not all good, but that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, so this is probably my favorite episode that we do every year, um, which is our favorite movies that we watched uh, in, in of the year. And the reason being that um, I think more so than... So I know for me, like if I play a game and I'm playing a game for two months, that game stays with you a little longer. And so with movies, though, you know, you kind of forget over the course of the year. Like, you know, you watch something, but you may not necessarily mm. know, like, when you watched it and or like and, and this year being, you know, kind of the pre-COVID and then the post-COVID, right? Like watching movies mm. took on such a different flavor this year um and to think about like all the movies that like um maybe we would have seen in a theater but then didn't and it's funny because my wife was at we were talking about it last night and i you know i was talking about things like um okay so like you know there's some movies that would have come out they would have come out earlier they still came out and i saw them but then there's some movies like you know the new james bond movie or black widow that just haven't come out at all and she said like when Mm -hmm. If everybody, you know, once things are vaccinated and theaters open back up, well, like, are you going to go back to the movies? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because there are certain movies that are made better. Like, I think, like, Freaky was fun to watch. In a theater, Freaky would have been so much yeah. better of an experience. Yeah. Uh, and would have, I think, elevated the movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so, yeah, like the new James Bond, like I'll, I'll watch the new James Bond, however it comes out, but I would prefer to see it in a theater, like the big screen, the sound, all that stuff. Um, mm. I don't, I don't, my hope is that for things that typically like, like I remember when Midsummer came out, I was on vacation and then I got home and it was gone. Like it was literally yeah. in the yep. theater by me for a week, and and where I used to live in Georgia, not like a, it was in Atlanta, but we had like several movie theaters within fifteen twenty minutes, and it was gone. Like I would have had to yeah. have driven into Atlanta, and I mean you know admittedly midsummer two and a two hour two and a half hour long pseudo horror movie like that's kind of a hard sell for a long sure. theatrical run, but. Um, you know, so my hope is that movies like that will go to streaming sooner uh, mm. to to give them the opportunity for people to see them rather than just be like, well, it's in a theater and then it's gone and then you have to wait five months until it hits something. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Um, but anyway, so it's kind of interesting to just kind of play that game where you kind of go back over your year and and remember like, oh, yeah, I remember where I watched that or like when that came out or, you know. Uh, that type of thing. Now, the hard part, though, is it's so much, I don't know about you, but, like, trying to 
I need to start using Letterbox because or something like that. Man, I love Letterbox for that stuff. I have to the detective work that it takes for me to figure <laughs> out what I actually watched. I mean, thankfully yeah. because I have my own Plex server and I watch most of the stuff on there, I can figure mm-hmm. it out. But that doesn't it doesn't you know shut for Shutter. There's no watch history in Shutter. Um, there is in Netflix and there is in Prime, but it's kind of a pain to get to. And then, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, and then for like the screeners and stuff, you know, obviously I could try to go back through my email or whatnot, but man, I got to just start using something like Letterbox where I can just not even like for like reviewing it. Just, I watch this, I watch this. I oh, watch I don't this. Yeah. yeah. I found like I, I started off that way, but I, I knew basically like, Shutter for me was going to be a tool that I used because uh, I used to write everything in this notebook mm-hmm. uh, that I saved for the show, and then and then I discovered Letterbox, and you can make lists, mm-hmm. and like it's 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 kind of a fun thing. So I don't review stuff. I'll yeah. hit like if it's something I liked. If I didn't like it, I don't hit the like button. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. And then I and then it goes and then it goes into my list. And and I I get to make a new one, you know, uh, every year in January, and that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And just to see what goes in first and stuff like that. Um, but then it also like it 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 shows you. It's not just like a list of the movie titles. Like there's the posters. Like it's like yeah, a, you know, it's it's just fun to look at that stuff. All like especially at the end when you just go back and be like, man. It wasn't a complete and total shit show of a year. Like, there was some good shit, you know. And I think, yeah, and, and it's interesting you say that. I think that's kind of the, the mis, misconception is that it wasn't a good year for movies. I mean, it wasn't a good year for the movie-going experience. But that doesn't mean that there, it wasn't a good year for movies. Like, I, we, we watched some really good movies this year. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, it's just the circumstances under which we watched them were, were different. Right. And not I not in any way you know ideal, but still there was some really good stuff, um, and then like you know same as what you know for for the games, th- these are not movies that came out this year, they're movies that we watched this year. So you know as we, mm-hmm. Mitch and I kind of talked about before the show, um, sometimes like you know trying trying to figure out when a movie is considered having released is is difficult because maybe it hit a festival or maybe it had a limited theatrical release and then it had a wide release or it came out on a streaming service well, when do you consider it having actually come out and then also there's things that like you just might have missed over the course of the year and then you see it the following year and it's it's still mm-hmm. worth talking about it so um, yeah, like a uh, prime example for like uh, this episode last year, like the lighthouse was on. Yes, you know, I, that's, and, and that movie I that absolutely came out in, in uh, eighteen, but I didn't see it until January of nineteen. So that, that um, I watched. I thought we watched that January of we watched it January of this year. Was that this year? Yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> what? No, that was last year. I'm no. sure we talked about it last year. We what? didn't. I, I'm t- I I looked at it I because I I have so one of the nice things that Plex does is um, it lets me see uh, my my watch history and I watched it. Uh, hold on, let's see. Fuck, you're right. It's like oh I watched it like January thirteenth or fifteenth or something. 
You're right. God damn it. Yep. Well, I have I have one more movie to talk about. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the <laughs> first movie I'm I put glad. on on my list was was the lineup. Shit. I'm glad I said something. Yeah. <laughs> well, we would have talked about it eventually. All right. Well, then let let's get let's get right into it. Um, so I have 20 movies. Mitch has now 15. Now 16. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, and there's there's going to be a lot of overlap between the two. Um, but um, so I'm going to kick things off just because the, these are these are you know older movies that I just um, never got around to seeing. And then once I I realize I I watched them one right after the other and it's stupid but it's the the Jumanji movies I I, mm. I didn't care about the Robin Williams movie um, so when it, I don't even when, know if I've seen it yeah so when they had like the remakes I was like yeah whatever like it's you know it just I I just didn't have any interest in them and then when they made a second one I similarly didn't have an interest but then I don't know. We were talking about it on the Discord or something. I don't know. And everybody yeah. was about was going on and on about how oh they are these movies are fucking hilarious. And I was just like, really? Like Jumanji? <laughs> and so I watched them. And yeah, goddamn, man, they are fucking hysterical. And then yeah. the the second one manages to be better than the first one, but yet still not yeah. bloated and overdone. And you know, if you would like and and as much as I I as much as I enjoy The Rock and as much as I enjoy Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart doing Danny Glover was hysterical. Oh, I yes. was amazed at how good Jack Black was in yep. both of those movies, playing yep. a teenage girl, but not like, not in kind of the stereotypical. Like, I mean, he was like, if you had told me that Jack Black would have been the best actor. Like of those that group, I mean, given the group, yeah. it's not a stretch. But I'm like, like it, I was just like, I mean, like it didn't feel like Jack Black doing a bit. It felt like that woman, that young woman, mm. in mm-hmm. just looked like Jack Black. Um, yeah, and um, just you know, really well done and funny and and you know, you know, obviously something you could you could watch with your your kids or whatnot. Um, that's exactly what it was for me, dude. Anytime, you know, we, we, we tend to enjoy those like weird, the rock, like mega blockbuster popcorn movies. And, and anytime you put the rock and Kevin Hart together, it's for me, it's hilarious anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so a mixture of both of those things is what ended up, you know, turning me on to the, to the first movie at all. And it was a video game thing too. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, I look for things that I think, even if it isn't necessarily in my wheelhouse, like it's something I can watch with the kids when we do yeah. a movie night or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so what, what, what would be the next one for you? All right. So I'm just gonna, I, I just wanted to kind of start off mine with it, with a, a, a twofer uh, as you did. Uh, and, and not this, and, and we watched both of these and I feel like we both reviewed them fairly positively. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just in the year that was 2020, uh, you know, someone kind of getting to live their dream and and being successful and having not one but two projects come to fruition, uh, and both of which hit Shutter, um, 
and just seeing how happy that made this dude. And then because he was genuinely like shocked at the mm. outpouring of love that he, uh, Aaron B. Koontz, mm. uh, had two films released this year. He had scare package, which mm-hmm. was a horror anthology yep. that it, I, I felt like it didn't hit like on all levels, but when it did hit, it was really fucking funny mm-hmm. and really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really liked scare package. Uh, and then the pale door, yep. which, you know, I love me a genre mashup. And so you tell me it's cowboys versus witches. Like I'm in. Yeah. And I ended up really enjoying that one too. Uh, but just the fact that, man, good for him, you know? Right. And he's such a personal dude online. Like, mm-hmm. he he responds to people, and he's genuinely, you know, excited. Like, somebody did a watch-along um, a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I can't make the Pale Door watch-along tonight. But if you have any questions, just, you know, you know get, get them to me here, and then... Uh, when I'm free, I'll answer everything, you know, and all this stuff. And this wasn't even like a major outlet doing this. It was yeah. some kid who has a YouTube channel. Right. But he was just so appreciative and like made him genuinely happy and excited that people enjoyed his work. And, right. and they were both good movies. Right. So. Right. Yeah. All right. So for me, um, so these are two, let's see, they're kind of linked together. Uh, one of which is a, um, it's a movie. Uh, both of them um, star um, Elizabeth uh, Moss. Um, so, of course, the big one that came out in, in 2020, and this was like right when the, the pandemic hit, and Paramount, uh, or I don't know if it's Paramount or Universal, I can't remember. They said, okay, there's a number of movies we're putting out. They're supposed to have theatrical releases. They're going to be streaming uh, the same day. And so uh, one of them was um, The Invisible Man. Um, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aside from just kind of like saying, all right, well, we're going to allow people for $20, they can stream it to their home, you know, aside from just kind of like recognizing what people's situation was and giving them the opportunity to see a movie, it was, it was genuinely a very well done horror movie. Um, yes. you know, the, this idea of, um, you know, the, the, um, it being a kind of this asshole tech bro. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, abusive, you know, stalker. Because I mean, tech bros are the the essentially the mad scientists of now. I was going right? to say they're like, the like, new mad scientists. Yeah, yeah exactly. like there's oftentimes like you kind of get this vibe that they don't care about people; they care about these goals. And so then when you yeah. add, you know, so you have that, but then this this you know this idea of a woman having to escape this abusive relationship, and then he's kind of gaslighting her. At, you know, making her ju- doubt what she's seeing and feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just completely well done. Um, the use of negative space in that movie is fantastic because you're constantly yes. on edge as the viewer going, is there, am I not seeing something, but something is there, or am I just genuinely not seeing something because something isn't there? Um, mm-hmm. But just very well done. Um, you know, it's pretty pretty a pretty gory movie um you know which you know lee winnell you know is no stranger to that um but you know for something that you know i mean i i i had an interest in it but i definitely watched it more as like a hey i'm gonna give this movie my money because i want to show that like hey if you release stuff digitally when uh, when it's a supposed to hit the theater is like i'll pay for it Uh, but i it also ended up being being very good my wife watched it with me um and and she enjoyed it too. Um, and then the other movie was this was a movie that came out. And I think it was in 2018. It might have been 2019. Also starring Elizabeth Moss. Um, 
and that is Her Smell, which is a terrible name mm. for a movie. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Moss <laughs> essentially plays like a... Um, oh, shit. Uh, Courtney Love-type character. Yeah, like a, yeah, an alternative band. Yeah, where, yeah, where she's like, the, uh, she's like the lead singer in this alternative band, and it's kind of showing her essentially decline and then she goes to get sober and then has they have like a reunion concert and her dealing with her her band members and her ex-husband played by dan stevens fantastic supporting term oh, nice. by dan stevens um and mm. it's just like this it it's a really really well done movie great performances and something that you normally don't see you know in terms of when you have like a rock and roll movie about a, a female uh, you know, a, mm-hmm. a female group, um, but but definitely um, definitely worth watching. Um, and Elizabeth Moss is just fantastic in in both of those movies. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, the Invisible Man was the last thing I saw in the theaters. <laughs> see, the last thing I saw in the theater was Birds of Prey. I did not see Invisible. Shit, Man. never mind. I did. What was that? Which one was first? Because I saw Birds of Prey. Birds too. of Prey was first. Yeah. Oh, I think, okay. I think okay. when because so Elizabeth or um. It was Bloodshot and um, and Invisible Man kind of came out at the same time, and they said, you know, we're gotcha. doing because the theaters had shut down, and they said we're gonna you can you know pay twenty bucks and 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 rent mm-hmm. these things at home. All right, so next for me, I'll do um, another favorite kind of indie director, uh, Joe Bigos. I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put out VFW this year. Right? Oh yeah, yep. This year, just an all-star genre cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a prime example of uh, a premise that's been done to death, mm-hmm. but something that when when you take a talented director and you know you put all these guys who maybe you know they've been doing this for you know years and years, but haven't all done it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very much played like just this, you know, kind of hanging out with the boys. We're all having a good time. We've been around, you know, we've been there, done this so many times, but not, you know, not opposite of each other. And so, right. you know, watching the cast play off of each other and, uh, you know, it felt it felt like a trauma movie. Yeah. But like a really like the Scorsese of trauma directors. Yeah. <laughs> like, Putting together a movie, um, but I, I absolutely loved that one. That was super fun. Was was glad you know uh, to get to see that because like I, I've loved everything he's done. Mm-hmm. You know I, I loved Bliss. Um, he's just he's just a guy. When I see his name, I'm like I don't even know anything else. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but VFW I thought was a lot of fun. Yep, yep. And I mean, and like you said, I mean, it's 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 nothing like kind of new, but it's still it moves. It's got and and it's you know it's it's got uh, a bunch of really great uh, genre actors who who get a chance to kind of shine um, and and to be like leads as opposed to just like the supporting. Exactly, you know, it was exactly that. Characters. You know, William Sadler, Crease, uh, uh, yeah, you know, Stephen Lang, who was yep. terrifying in Don't Breathe, right, uh, just, right, just people. It's like a movie filled with, oh, that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're the leads instead of being the that guys. Yep. 
Um, okay, so this one for me um, is a documentary. It's on Netflix. Probably one of the scariest movies I've watched this year, and that was The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary mm. about all of, uh, social media companies, Facebook, Twitter, told from um, the stories of individuals who worked on these platforms and essentially them telling the story of, hey, here's how we designed these platforms to essentially make it so that you are constantly coming back to them. We know when you're not. We know how to get you back. We know how to use your data, what we want that data for, how to keep you engaged, all that stuff. Now, there's some really cheesy like dramatizations in it, mm. but mm-hmm. it, it which somewhat undercut the message of the movie. But when, if you're like a user of all of these platforms, and I mean, I am, I know you are, like, and you kind of see how they design these things to essentially like hit the parts of your brain that keep you coming back, and then what they do with that data, you're just like, holy shit. And then the most terrifying Mm. part is at the end when they're all like, there is no fucking way in hell I would let any of my kids on any of these platforms. (laughs) Yeah. And And, you're like, awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Thanks. Um, Yeah. But um, and then and then in the kind of in the context of everything, you know, that was going on during the election is currently going on. It takes an even like kind of greater uh, significance. But but uh, it's a fast watch. It's like I don't even know if it's an hour and a half, but it's definitely definitely worth watching. Mm. I I kind of I kind of feel like I need to watch it, but I also don't want to. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, So next for me, I'll go. In the completely opposite direction of that, <laughs> uh, color out of space. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this on my list too. Probably one of, probably my top ten to be. And I completely didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that new Nick Cage hotness. I guess this was probably the, the next yeah. thing after Mandy that I saw him in. Yeah. And and the thing the thing that makes you know that makes it so good is that it it, it it's Nick Cage it's an appropriate kind of it plays it, it level plays to of his Nick, strength Nick Cage and, and yeah I, I hesitate to use the word strength but it plays to his mannerisms I guess yeah <laughs> you know but and the and the thing is despite that I feel like it, it, some of this stuff that happened in it uh, the more dramatic parts. Mm-hmm. Probably would have come across better had it not been him. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if, if you're expecting me to believe somebody else is going to flip their shit over not feeding the alpacas, like it's got to be him. So yes. it, it's yeah um, the tomato. I think it was a tomato scene where he was like losing his mind over that shit. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, just you know, Richard Stanley. He worked on this forever, uh, and. and Thank God it was a hit for him, man, because that dude, he does he deserves it because he he he's you know kind of a he's kind of a guy you know not had a good run of things as mm-hmm. as a filmmaker, but he's very talented. Also, he believed in the source material, which I love. This yeah, I mean it was a, it was it was a really good. I you know it wasn't you know kind of your typical I don't know like it, like from a Lovecraft stuff. It, you know Lovecraft stuff can be. You know, depending on how it's done, it's like when you kind of know who he was and what, like, a lot of his stuff sometimes was, like, kind of like an allegory for. You're like, yee. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, I thought that it, it, it handled it, you know, pretty well. Um, I agree. You know, and, 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 and wasn't sure exactly what to expect from it. Because, you know, I, like I, I've talked about a million times, I don't watch trailers. So yeah. I just kind of went into it and I was like, okay, 
you know, like strap in for this new Nick Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, it being a Lovecraft story and it being done by Richard Stanley it was enough to get me to watch it. And a fantastic uh, color palette, like absolutely yeah, fantastic oh, color that. palette. Uh, that was fantastic. That was amazing. Uh, the way they handled the concept of like you know things we aren't meant to understand. Yeah, uh, and also surprisingly for me, it did some some pretty cool creature stuff that yeah. I didn't expect and that I really enjoyed. So yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so that was on mine mine as well. Um, all right, let's see. So for me, okay, this one was one that I had heard about for a while and kind of kept waiting for the opportunity to watch. Um, again, movie with an absolutely amazing color palette and then just the cinematography was fantastic and then an absolutely brilliant performance by Haley Bennett and that is Swallow. Um, mm, yes. Just she plays a young woman who's in a controlling relationship with this guy who's rich. You can tell that she wasn't, and she starts swallowing things, uh, mm-hmm. things that are not food. You know, yeah. pebbles, earrings, due to pre- stones. Pre- uh, pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of goes from there, and then it takes on a new meaning when you when you get to the kind of underlying cause of all this and and Mm -hmm. she starts to realize things about her past and her mom's past yeah and as good as she was and she was amazing it also had probably one of the most impactful supporting um actor uh uh casting of dennis o'hare Uh, who yep. you've, you've oh. seen in a bunch of different things. He was in American Horror Story for a ton of the different seasons. And he, mm-hmm. his character, and without getting into, walked this line of needing sympathy from the viewer, but also yes. not deserving of any. And yep. just, I mean, he fucking nailed it perfectly. Like, like yep. just was absolutely fantastic. Um, and this, this movie reminds me not... Okay, so it it reminds me of like the mo- the movie Revenge, just this like very color drenched, wide mm-hmm. kind of expansive shots to kind of set the move. Totally different types of movies. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, um, but just kind of like mesmerizing um, from mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Like I loved this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, man, I, I I was so into it. Uh, uh, I actually, it's one of those things that made me like interested, more interested uh, in in what it portrayed. So like, I ended up going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, with, it's pica or whatever. It's yeah, called, people would eat the uh, clay and whatnot. Is, yeah, yeah, this is like a real thing. That, like yeah. pregnant women. Uh, one of the of all the shit they have to deal with, right? All yeah, of a see, sudden, they're like, "I want to swallow that thumbtack." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it could have been disgusting. I, I wanted to note that too. Yeah. Because this is on my list as well. It could have been absolutely disgusting. I didn't know what to expect, and it, it doesn't. Like no, it's, it's, it's so very, well it's done. Very sympathetic to her. But you yeah. know, you just it. But you and and yeah, it was it was just very well done. Yep. All right, so next for me, I have a remake. One of the, I think the only remake on my list this year. Uh, the Saska Sisters oh, okay. fire yep. all cylinders with Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got a chance to remake the Cronenberg movie. Uh, 
I think I'd only seen that movie once before. So I rewatched it uh, right before this came out. Mm-hmm. But man, this is a this is a prime example of, of paying homage to uh, the source material, but making it your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and they that felt like they nailed it. It was so good. Uh, the one, and I honestly, I prefer theirs. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you know, the the original it, is kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> um, but this one it made more sense, and they went into the hows and the whys, mm-hmm. you know, of of why this woman is doing these things and, yeah. and creating these like zombies and shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I love the end. I thought it was I thought it was a fantastic movie, and I you know I, I make no. You know, there's no mystery involved when it comes to to me and them. Like they were one of the first uh, directors, you know, people who ever saw me mention a movie on my old blog, you know, the Batcave, and and reached out to me and was like, "We'd love to send it to you so you can watch it." I was like, "Holy shit, really?" Yeah. Uh, so I've been a stand for them, you know, since, and I, I've loved to see them, you know, their success and, and the things they've gotten to do. It's been really fun. But this, I think, is. As much as I loved American Mary, like this movie, I feel like, man, they kind of hit their stride, I feel like. And I can't I really can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in a similar vein, in a Cronenberg vein, uh, for me, uh, again, another movie I had been waiting a really long time to see and finally was able to. And that that's Possessor Uncut. Mm. The uncut part is there, there's only one <laughs> version of Possessor. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You know, Brandon Cronenberg showing, um, you know, that same kind of body horror sensibility uh, that his father had. Um, But also, you know, like this when, you know, we're kind of in this space where kind of, you know, your consciousness and, and, you know, what it means to be you and, and, and what, you know, this idea of a sat, you know, someone taking over somebody else's body and uh, to assassinate people, but not for political purposes, but for business purposes, you know, it just feels like, you know, when you consider kind of, you know, like this is almost like an extension of, of the world we live in now where, you know, someone could, could come up with this technology and, and use it, you know, for business purposes, because honestly, that's where the power is. Like these Mm -hmm. mergers and, and, and you know, getting companies to buy other companies and how much mind share they have and all the different things that they control and all that stuff. But then it's also like extremely gory. They have some really great ways in which they, um, you know, they kind of, uh, uh, visualize this, this mind body connection. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, most importantly, uh, Sean Bean gets to consi- gets to continue his run of movies in which he is murdered. So yeah, man, God bless him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. This one I ended up. This one ended up being. I went back and forth a lot. Uh, my number one was pretty concrete, but like yeah. this one, uh, this one I, I go back and forth between two or three. So mm-hmm. it's it's it was pretty. I was pretty big on it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I felt like it did not disappoint because uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. Um, but when we got to watch it, I was like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted it to be. God, right. it, was, it was so fucking good. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, so next for me, I'll do one. I don't know. I know we both liked it when we when we reviewed it, but I don't know how, how big on it you really were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next, I don't know if it's on yours, but uh, After Midnight. Yes, next it is. Me. It's. I love oh, that nice. movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, the fucking Jeremy Gardner is like the king of doing more of less mm-hmm. for me when it comes to the film. I love the battery. I love that movie so much. Uh, because it's a movie about, you know, it's more about the relationship between these two baseball players, teammates, than it is about any zombie bullshit, right? So mm-hmm. After Midnight's kind of the same thing, where he's like this guy, and he's kind of a fuck-up, uh, and he's in this relationship. Um, and, like, his girlfriend ends up leaving him uh, because he is convinced that there's this monster that comes to his door every night. And so he, right. he gets drunk. And he sits on the couch with a shotgun waiting for this thing to show up. She's like, you're an idiot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And stuff like that. Uh, but, man, I, he had, like, no money and made a very solid, yeah. again, character-driven, but creature movie. Yeah. Yep. And he just, I, it, I absolutely loved it. I'm like, I can't wait to see what he does next. You know, yep. it's like, say, it's, that's such a thing for me for every, when I'm like, <gasps> That was so good. What's next? So, yeah. and it's also so, hysterical. Yes, like, there, there's yep. there is it is it is a long time until the payoff. But then when the payoff uh, hits, man, it is fucking hilarious. Yep, it's another one where I'm sitting there thinking, kind of I've got I think I've got an idea of what's what's going on. I'm like, you know, I thought it was this one thing, and it could have been, but it's not. But it still it, it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, so for me, um, you know, this one, well, fuck it, let's do it. It's The Lighthouse. Uh, started off mm. at the beginning of the year, uh, Robert uh, Eggers, um, and then a fucking two amazing performances by Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. um, as lighthouse keepers who may or may not be seeing um, mermaids. Uh, or a mermaid, mm-hmm. and then how their relationship essentially like completely goes off the rails and 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 devolves oh, yeah. uh, as they are the only people on this lighthouse. It's uh, you know there's a lot of the time the 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 staging of it and and the speaking is very much like a play, but it's just absolutely yeah. fantastic. Like done in yep. black and white, so like gorgeous mm-hmm. shadows and and just like. I mean, Willem Dafoe just has a face built for black and white because all yes. the the, you know, the cragginess of it, the lines in his face, they just soak up those shadows. And when he's kind of lit from below and he just has this mm-hmm. like almost, you know, just like wild man look to him. And then, you know, yeah. and, and I, you know, when, when, when Robert Pattinson, when it was announced he was going to be Batman and people were like, oh, he's going from Twilight. I was like, no, mm. he's the guy from no. Good Time, the yep. rover. And the yep. lighthouse, and you yep. put some fucking respect <laughs> on his name. <laughs> damn, goddamn right. And I didn't even—I did not expect. But uh, I think I brought this up before when we when we when we did good time. Uh, but man, I just happened to mention on Twitter that I was—I had been sleeping on Robert Pattinson, and I absolutely shouldn't have been because Good Time was fucking amazing. Yeah, like. Oh my! If you mention Robert Pattinson on Twitter, like just be prepared because mm-hmm. you're going to be flooded with with Robert Pattinson fan group accounts retweeting you and everybody mm-hmm. being like, "Watch this and this and this," and I'm like, "You're goddamn right, I will." Like, yeah, 
Yeah, but just so, yeah. I mean, it's just just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, yeah, I mean, well, Robert Eggers I, for me is is a genius anyway. But specifically for period pieces, as it seems like he seems that seems kind of to be his niche is his period horror. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, you talk about uh, a movie that encompasses uh, the the idea of a descent into madness. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! You know. If this is uh yeah, man. I, I'm I'm glad I mentioned it because I I didn't have it written down, but it absolutely was one of my favorite movies of the year that I saw it. I just thought that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, been yeah. it's been a year. It's been a long year. It's easy to believe. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so here's one uh, I didn't watch until the Blu-ray came out. Uh, I know it hit theaters. I think it was one of the first kind of big releases this year in January, but Underwater. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's on my list, absolutely too. Absolutely loved it, man. You yeah. talk about pacing. You talk about a movie that's, that hits the ground running and doesn't give you a chance to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or to take a breath. <laughs> yeah. And, and you also talk about, uh, uh, you know, I kind of didn't think of the Twilight thing you know yep you talk about uh somebody who's kind of typically known for this one thing that maybe people don't appreciate but man who has some chops uh yeah if you if you you haven't watched personal shopper fucking watch personal shopper she is amazing in personal shopper yeah and and this movie you know the things that that this role kind of asked of her man she fought but she fucking stepped up to the plate and Mm -hmm. i feel like knocked it out of the park like she was fantastic and, and great creature design too you know this this yeah. kind of you know like yeah. like the the you know the bottom of the ocean is always you know such fertile ground for this type of thing because it's like it's a completely separate universe uh, yeah. or like a different exactly. planet um so so there's just so much fun that you know creative uh filmmakers can have with what yep. could be there and then you know some super tense moments some great just really great uh like uh, claustrophobic um, yes oh yes know. like next to probably the descent yeah uh, the beginning after the the explosion or whatever yeah you know there's some descent level shit when it comes to like claustrophobia <laughs> right yeah this yeah. Uh, but also man just like you said man the under the bottom of the ocean being like a different world it's like uh th- there's a scene uh, towards the end of this movie that reminded me of soma Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some costume design that reminded me of Gears of War. Like this mm-hmm. movie just has everything. And then I'm watching it, uh, and it gets towards the end. And I'm like, man, this is such a fun fucking creature, like creature feature kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if they just do this one thing, it would like send it over the top, and they fucking do. So yeah. like, that's all I'm going to say. But man, completely caught me off guard. Like I did not think I was going to like this. I think I watched it like four times this year. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so for me, this one is. Um, let me take. Sorry, I got to get underwater off my list so that I don't mention it again. Um, all right, this again is a movie did not come out this year, and it was one of these movies. So a lot of times, what'll happen is I will kind of go, "All right, well, maybe um, you know, are, are there some movies that I might have missed and that I need to revisit? And, and a lot of times too, like sometimes like we'll, we'll see these lists of like, Oh, these are the best horror movies that you might've missed yeah. over the past few years. And this yep. one, um, is a kind of 
it's like if Sixth Sense was an Irish comedy, and that is extraordinary. <laughs> um, yeah. Just an absolutely fun movie about this young woman who can see, uh, you know, can kind of talk to ghosts and then stops using her powers because of a bad thing that happened when she was a kid. But then there's a, you know, she, she works, I forget what her job is in the town. Um, and then there's this rock star who's in a, she's a driving instructor. That's what it is. Driver, um, yeah, yeah. And then there's this rock star who's washed up. He's trying to make a pack with Satan and, and all this stuff that happened. And then she meets a guy and he can be possessed by ghosts. And I mean, and it's just a, it, it, it's a fun movie. It's really sweet, uh, romantic, um, but a great sense of humor, um, great performances. And if, if, if you haven't seen it, um, cause I, I, I don't, I don't know how I missed it, but um, it's definitely worth, uh, worth seeking out. Yeah, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the release for it was like because I remember hearing about it on a podcast, and it may have even been like over the summer last year. So I think it must have done festivals mm-hmm. uh, a while ago. Um, but I think it's out on blue now because I'm pretty sure I own it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I shouldn't forget I bought it. So <laughs> you probably have like four <laughs> copies of it. <laughs> I probably, you know, <laughs> you laugh, but I've done that. Like I bought the same thing more than once because I thought I didn't have it yet. So. <laughs> All right, yeah, but no, I really like that one too. Laughed my ass off. It's, yeah, uh, it's really fucking funny. Yeah. All right, let's see. Next for me, um, we'll just kind of. I'll, I'll stick with this one, sort of in the same vein as my last one, but Sea Fever. Mm, okay. See, Sea Fever was one. I had that, and I was like, I think I know you definitely kind of enjoy that one more than I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> I remember your tweet about it being an eye-opening or something like that, like an eye-opening experience or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, stuff yeah. is always no, I, joy. I really liked it. It was like the it's the first movie from uh, Nisa Hardiman. Mm-hmm. I think was she Scottish or something like that. Uh, I want to say Irish, but could be. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get Irish, that yeah, wrong yeah. because I don't either. Like I don't know. I shouldn't <laughs> even have mentioned it. But anyway, <laughs> her first movie, uh, I really enjoyed it. I love the uh, the paranoia of it. You know, mm-hmm. people kind of unfortunately uh, compared it to the thing uh, on a boat. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly that. But the paranoia is definitely there. Uh, I thought the creature stuff was fun. Yeah, it's like a you know kind of a virus, you know, body horror kind of a a thing with this with this massive creature that they run into. Um, but yeah, uh, super tight. Uh, you know, ninety minutes of and I, I was enthralled with it. The whole I like the shots were were gorgeous. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the performances. I love specifically the scene where they take the the raft out to the other boat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I was just, I was so, I was really big on this one. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So let's see. This one for me is, um, it is currently on Amazon prime. Um, I had heard good things about it. Uh, was excited to watch it and was not disappointed. And that is, um, I'm your woman. So I'm your woman is, uh, Julia Hart who did call or um, Fast Color, which I fucking love Fast mm. Color. Um, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, wrote and directed it and uh, stars Rachel uh, Brosnahan, who is the star of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But if you take it, it's, it's a 70s gangster movie, but you know, in a typical 
you know, gangster movie where, you know, the husband realizes that maybe shit went sideways, goes home, tells his wife, get the kids, pack the car, and get out of mm-hmm. here, and I'll, I'll meet you when things are done. And then she leaves, and then he goes and does his gangster thing. Well, th- this is that happening, but this time it's all the wife. So mm-hmm. she, her husband, somebody, you know, the, she comes home with a baby once and is like, hey, this is our baby now. And she's like, okay. And then doesn't come home, and someone shows up and says, we got to get out of here now. <laughs> and then it goes from there. And the best part about this movie, one, she, the, her performance is absolutely amazing. The mm-hmm. baby is fucking adorable. But the thing about this movie is the viewer, much like um, Rachel's character, Jean, you, you don't know anything more than Jean does. So you're piecing things together. You're, you're figuring out who her husband was, what he had done through her interaction with other characters in the movie and starting to come to a realization of who this guy was and what he was involved with as, as she does. And it's just, it's fucking great and beautifully shot. And mm. it's that kind of gritty, you know, seventies, uh, kind of aesthetic, um, just very, very well done. Um, I was, I had heard great things about it, you know, again, was excited to watch it and, and was mm. not disappointed. Yeah, unfortunately, one I didn't get to. I wanted to see it, um, but did not. All right, so next for me, I'll do uh, uh, Come to Daddy. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Another one like this. It was just, a weird about, one, man. It was weird. But you, when you talk about uh, it, you thinking it's one thing mm-hmm. and having a twist – that flips the whole movie on its ass. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, a few minutes in, uh, did not see that coming. Uh, kind of almost thought it was going to be a ghost kind of thing. Cause I didn't know what to expect. And I had, a uh, I just, time. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all I knew, uh, was that Elijah Wood was in it and yep. that's all I need to know. Uh, love that dude to death. Yeah, just um, continuing his amazing kind of post Lord of the Rings run with these just great that. indie fucked up kind of horror yep. movies and because that's just, what he likes and yeah. so you know him him making you know a name for himself and making that bank you know being in something like Lord of the Rings and he's like good now I can make these weird fucking horror movies all yeah like make. um oh shit, <laughs> what is it the I, I don't feel at home in this world anymore is that was yeah yeah it's such a great oh. movie. So good, yeah. Uh, uh, but but another, uh, and he was fantastic, by the way, in it. But also uh, Stephen McHattie, yeah, uh, a fantastic performance mm-hmm. uh, by him. He was fucking weird, yep. And uh, just a really, really cool, beautifully shot. Loved the seventies UFO kind of mm-hmm. look of the house, yep. uh, you know, in the, in the water. And yep. man, it was a ride. Yeah, it absolutely. <laughs> but it yeah, was so worth it. Yeah. Yep. All right, so next one for me is um, it is a horror movie of a, of a completely different type, um, kind of in the wake of, of the, you know everything that came out to light with Harvey Weinstein, um, and that is um, The Assistant. Um, so written and directed by Kitty Green, starring um, Julia Garner, who if you watch uh, if you watched um, The Americans, she was in it, but if you watch um, Ozark, she plays mm-hmm. Marty's assistant, and plays. It's a day in the life of 
this woman, um, uh, Jane, who essentially is an assistant for a Harvey Weinstein type of executive and all the uh, kind of shit she goes through, the verbal abuse, but then also kind of hearing like the way you know, young stars are treated and, and you, it's obvious she knows that these women are going to end up going to meet this guy in his hotel room and he's going to want sex from them and, you know, and, and, mm. and kind of feeling somewhat powerless to, to say anything because she knows it's her job, you know, she'll lose her job. And uh, I mean, just it, it's it's a hard movie to watch, but it, it incredibly um, uh, very well done performance um, and and just brutal to to kind of watch especially knowing that you know this exact situation plays out you know Mm. so much and and there are people you know who who are kind of in the situation where you know or might be enabling this stuff to happen but also like not really sure or maybe don't have the ability to say no to it because it's their job like they don't have any other options Um, right but, but just extremely well done mm, i didn't see that one um but now i want to so <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see next um i'll do i'll do one i don't know uh if it's going to be on yours or not but i it uh the mortuary collection yes absolutely nice so yeah another uh shutter horror anthology uh Clancy Brown mm-hmm. being as Clancy Browniest, like just I yep. love that. That dude shoes scenery, and I am absolutely here for it. Uh, you know, and I love a good anthology, and this mm-hmm. absolutely was that. It's it's going to be in my October rotation probably going forward. Um, yep, can't you know? I again can't remember if I bought it or if it's even out yet on Blu-ray. But if it is, uh, and I don't have it, I, I got to fix that. Like, because right. man, what a I, this is the rare anthology that for me works like every segment. I, I don't, yeah, I, and a lot of surprises too. Like some of the stuff you kind of go into thinking it's going to be one thing, and then it, and yeah. then they they really do kind of surprise you with the the twist that they put on it. Yeah, and I think you know I think uh, I'm all for you know these ones that like it's so many segments and, and it's different directors and writers and stuff. But man, there's something to be said for like the trick or treats of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this movie where the same guy, yeah, it's the same kind of tone, the same voice yep. uh, for all these different, even this, even though the stories are va- like wildly different. Yeah. Um, you know, having one guy do it all, it, right. it, it really, you know, kind of has a cohesive a uh, thing to it that I feel like is is missing in a lot of those ones with multiple people. But man, this was a super fun movie. Uh, yeah, and and I can't wait to see what Ryan Spindell does next. Yeah, yep, I agree. All right, so um, all right, next one for me is um, again I think it's on Amazon Prime, um, and this was one that came out. I, I kind of watched it early in the year, and that is uh, Blow the Man Down. Um, so blow the man down is it's story of these two sisters whose mother in this, this main, uh, town, a small town in Maine and their, um, mother passes away and they come to find out that their mom was part of this kind of criminal organization where all of the women of the town essentially run, you know, prostitutes and other, you know, kind of criminal enterprises in this town, um, 
and then they kind of run afoul of of all of this and have to figure out how to deal with it. Um, it's very funny, very well written, mm. um, kind of interesting to see that perspective where you know, kind of a, a crime ring run by women, um, and then a um, absolutely killer performance by by Margot Martindale, uh, who is always mm. amazing, but I mean, just does. A fantastic job in this movie. Um, nice. I had I heard good things about it, and so I was kind of interested. Like I I love these like I love these small town crime movies, but especially like yeah, yeah. when like somebody they accidentally kill someone, and then they find mm. out like they're way more fucked than just having accidentally murdered someone, yes. whatever. And it just and, right. and seeing how they're trying to stay ahead of the game, and but um, yeah, yeah, really really enjoyed that one. Nice. I didn't see that one either. Man, you got a lot on your list that I didn't get to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I I tend to kind of be all over the place with my my movies, um, but yeah. yeah. Nice. So next for me is one. Uh, I know you kind of were, you didn't see like right off the bat, and I had seen it when we talked about it. It had been a while since I watched it, but uh, his house, mm-hmm. a Netflix a Netflix uh, joint, as it were. Um, and this one we talked about not that long ago, so I'm not going to yeah. like spend very long on it. But man, when you talk about sympathetic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, towards characters and just something that was at times terrifying, at times heartbreaking, mm-hmm. uh, just performance wise was absolutely amazing. Yep. Uh, man, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Like, I absolutely loved it. Um. Yeah, and another one. You know, it's like I I didn't know anybody that was in it. I hadn't seen them in anything else. Yeah. But, you know, I will absolutely be following these people to see you know what what they they do after this because right. Remy Weeks, like Remy Weeks, uh, the director, uh, made a name for himself uh, with this for me. So right, right. Um. All right, so this one was one that kind of took me by surprise because, as I have been very vocal about, I'm kind of like over the whole zombie thing, um, mm-hmm. and that is um, Little Monsters. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely hilarious when you know, kind of the combination of um, so Lupita Nyong'o, um, Josh Gad, um, trying to think who else, Alexander England, um, just this idea of little kids on a field trip which is horrifying enough if you've ever had to uh be a camp counselor or you know an elementary school teacher or a chaperone and you're trying to wrangle all of these little monsters uh <laughs> yeah you know kind of to 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 get where they're going and so it is a story of a of a high school of a, of an elementary school or day camp i don't remember what it was and they go on a field trip to like an a petting zoo and there's a zombie outbreak and then the teachers are trying to basically hide from the kids what's going on while also survive mm-hmm. and it's just extremely well done um yep. you know the 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 main characters are 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 good josh gad is hilarious um hilarious then, yeah um <laughs> Just really well done. Like if if like me, you know, you're kind of over the whole zombie thing. It's still it's still worth watching because it's just a it's just a different take on it. Um, yeah, and uh, and and it's funny to boot. Yeah, I, I put it up there with Shaun of the Dead as far as like a horror comedy. And yeah, especially you know uh, something as exhausted as a zombie genre. Right. Uh, 
It's I, up there with that one for me. I think that one's on Hulu. Yeah, that's where I watched it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I hope I hope it's still there because people need to check it out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So another next for me is one, and man, it was like calling this movie uh, was like Babe Ruth pointing, mm. like you know, at at home plate that he was about to knock it out of the park. New Mutants. Oh, okay. Yep. Man, I know. Everybody shit on. I don't know what they watched. Uh, and no, it's not a Marvel movie. It's not. Right. It's, but you know what? Uh, it's it's a Fox uh, X Men movie, and it's a fucking good one. Mm. Like thoroughly enjoyed it. The performances are great. Loved the the action pieces. Um, you know, loved seeing these characters who I knew, but I knew everybody else. Maybe a lot of people didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, you know, who who would have ever thought? You know, we'd have Wolfsbane in live action. In, right. You know, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, Sunspot can't like, Oh, it was so good. I thought the cast was fantastic. Uh, love the effects, you know, um, I, I, and I, um, reminded me of a character that I'd even forgotten about because I couldn't figure out who the doctor was. Uh, oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't recognize her by name. And so I ended up looking it up and I was like, Oh my God. Yes, I remember her, like from like you know the the early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Yep. I was like, holy shit! Yep. Wow. Yep. So yeah, super fun movie. I thought. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. So this next one for me was also an Amazon Prime original, and um, kind of takes a new spin on the whole um, UFO. Uh, not invasion, but I guess visitation, um, mm. and that is uh, the vast of night. Plays very much like a radio play. Uh, mm. It's very snappy, kind of pitter patter, back and forth dialogue, and it, it it almost is like you need a minute to train your ear for it mm. because it's this like mm. fast kind of fifties speak using. I don't know if it's actual 50s slang or just kind of like this movie's version of it, but just this mm. idea of like a number of different folks in this town start to see you know, this UFO and then the military gets involved. And then, you know, this guy's got a radio show and this girl's got a radio show and they start getting calls from people who worked at bases and just does so much work with just voice, you know, just, yeah. just has a, a fantastic sequence when they're talking to someone who worked at this, you know, military base and it's just them listening to him. There's no, there's no creature effects. There's no special effects. It's just his vocal performance and their mm-hmm. reaction to it, and they do mm-hmm. such a good job um, with with that type of stuff, um, and it just really shows that, like, you know, if you have something that's well written and well performed, you can get a lot of mileage out of it without necessarily yeah. needing, you know, these these amazing effects or or um, um, you know or, or something that that is is really you know kind of breaks the bank from a from a budget perspective. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I th- this one wasn't on my list, but I, I absolutely I, I had a really good time watching it. It it's very Spielbergian. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very, it reminds you know, me of Super Eight, which I love. Super yeah, exactly. 8. Yeah, yep, same here. Um, yeah, really good movie. All right, uh, next for me um, is one I know you liked it as well. We we both spoke highly of it. Uh, probably. Absolutely, my top five, if not top three. Uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, there were multiple movies that came out this year 
that were a twist on the whole werewolf thing, mm-hmm. or is there a werewolf, isn't there a werewolf kind of thing. Uh, man, but this one uh, I thought was just a masterful performance yeah. from the writer, director, and star yeah. uh, uh, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, yeah. Uh, man, uh, hilarious, mm-hmm. also, you know, sympathetic mm-hmm. character in uh, very uh, Fargo-ish. In, yes, in yes. tones, mm-hmm. uh, but man, also some amazing kind of practical stuff. Um, yep. when it came to the werewolf, uh, and then a twist at the end that I didn't bother me because Holy shit. When you talk about a performance yep. and somebody being scary as fuck, like, uh, it just, it just, everything about it worked yep. for me. And, and, and one of the, the last performances, um, by Robert Forster, yep. um, whom, yep. you know, Jackie Brown is probably my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. In, in large part because of, of I mean obviously you know uh, uh, oh shit what's her name um, the star Jackie Brown I can't remember yeah. her name right now it completely off my head when you said it <laughs> um, shit God, uh, uh, fuck I've got to look this up now I, I feel like I'm doing <laughs> such a great um, uh, disservice to her um Pam Greer. I knew his, I knew her last name was go. Greer. I kept wanting to call her Jackie Greer, but I'm like, that's wrong. Um, but anyway, I love Robert Forrester and Pam Greer in that movie together. But yeah, he was great as yeah. as um, uh, Jim Cummings' father in mm-hmm. um, in uh, uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. But yeah, like it's it kind of takes you a bunch of different places, and then you know is constantly like toying with your expectation of hey, well, you know, being a werewolf movie, but like also like you know, like, is there actually a werewolf? Or, um, yeah. and then and like, a great a great supporting cast too of like you know yes. eh, let's kind of incompetence. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Ricky Lindholm specifically, I thought was hilarious. Yeah, uh, but you know, but also, man, so many like themes, you know, that kind of hit home for me a little bit. You know, uh, you know, he's he's a recovering alcoholic. He's got a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just. Uh, so and, and, and trying to to run the police station with yeah, like you said, yeah. somewhat incompetent staff and yep. man, and yep. it manages to be funny on top of all of that. So, yep. yep. All right. So for me, this next one was one that I'm, you know, fairly certain people uh, were not sure how it was going to work because, um, you know, here you're making a movie. Uh, based on the book that's a sequel to one of the most famous horror movies of all time, which is also not at all like the book and famously denounced by the author of the book. And so that mm-hmm. is Dr. Sleep. Probably, yes. I mean, just one of my, if if my favorite movie that we're going to talk about hadn't come out this year, this probably would have been it. Um, I love yep. the book. But also, you know, this movie had to thread the needle of how do you write a sequel to The Shining, but The Shining the book, but then which Mm. is very famously not at all like the movie, but also you can't just ignore the most probably, you know, in terms of pop culture, one of the most um, 
famous settings of all time, like the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. So yeah. how do you write, how do you make a movie that is based on a book that ignores what happened in the Kubrick film, um, but still ties into it? And man, they did a fucking fantastic job. Um, Ewan McGregor is, is, is absolutely great. Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat is just makes, uh, you know, like this idea of a, of a psychic vampire, which doesn't seem very terrifying, but holy shit. I mean, Mm there, they do such a good job. There are some scenes in this movie that are incredibly disturbing and are, are done. So not just necessarily because of the content of it, but just the way it was filmed, the, 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 the holding back what you saw, just the little flashes yep. and, and, and screams to let you know what happened and, and letting the horror of that really come through yep. without having to be so explicit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, coming back to the overlook, like paying homage to, to the, the Kubrick version, but not, you know, but also recognizing that this this movie was its own thing, um, yeah. And and it's a long film, but it just absolutely so, it moves. Um, yeah. Uh, so I didn't catch it in the theater. I ended up having to wait for the yeah I the director's cut. Right. Yep. Me too. I did not. I didn't I see it in the theater. What? Yep. Because it came it's out at like Christmas time, I think of yeah. of um of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the director's cut clog. I have a couple of things about this movie. Uh, this this one, uh, I have a a relationship with this movie at this point, and I I think about it like probably more than any other movie I saw this year, to be honest, uh, because it kind of keeps coming back up, yeah, in, in different things. Because I've got into podcasts this year, big time and stuff like that. Uh, but no, um, so I think the director's cut was just under three hours, and it's a fan, and, and it's great. It it's and I it, think it's totally worth it because of how much extra stuff is in there that really makes yep. it come alive. Like I was gonna say, yeah, like it ended and I was like, oh shit, that was it. Like yeah, I, absolutely. I keep watching it. It was so good. Um, yep. So that uh, and, and then you mentioned that it, it has disturbing stuff, but it it kind of reigns in a little without showing you like these these horrible things. Uh, so. Mike Flanagan, when he got done with it, he was so afraid to show it to Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And so they had a screening. I, he told this story on a podcast I was listening to, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Um, and I guess it's kind of spoiler, if you've not seen it, please, please go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a scene where the vampires uh, kill a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, he's and the kid was there. in um... – uh, shit. He was oh he was in uh, good the the movie with the three twelve year olds good boys. Oh really? Yeah, he's he's one of those kids. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about I the baseball pick... player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Yep. Okay, cool. So, uh, so they watched the movie, the original cut uh, that he showed to Stephen King, and he's like, he never shuffled in his seat. He never said a word. Mm. He sat with his legs crossed and just watched the movie with like his hand, kind of his finger over his mouth, like, hmm, like mm-hmm. he's just watching this thing. And he's like, I was scared shitless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it ended and he looked over at me. He's like, you know what, Mike? That was pretty fucking good. He said, uh, but man, the thing with the kid, don't you think that was a little much? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the scene, even though it's, it's, horrible in the movie apparently it was worse oh really king's 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so they ended up cutting, like, I forget how many seconds of footage he said, but he's like, Stephen King tells you that it was a little much. Maybe you went a little too far. So yeah. <laughs> and it was, I think it was so well done. You know, yeah. so whatever, whatever, you know, well, all right, well, thank you, Stephen King, because the, the yeah. restraint, you know, that they showed was just part, you know, it just completely conveyed what was going on without being like, you know, super kind of gratuitous and, and just, yep. you know, um, yep. you know, I mean, you're killing a kid, right? Like that's, you've, right. you've got to be mindful of that. You have, a, there is the potential of just seriously turning off your audience at that point, mm -hmm. regardless of, because I mean, in a book it's different, right? Like you don't yeah. see it or hear it. And right. so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch it again now. Just yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next for me, I have two more. Let um, me see. I have. Um, I do too. I bet they're the same too. Probably. All right. So the next one just cut it in under the wire. We got a chance to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. um, thanks to the good people at Katrina One PR. Uh, Hunter Hunter. Yes, that was my. Uh, the other uh, is it a werewolf? Is it not a werewolf film uh, that hit this year? Uh, completely caught me by surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember Devin Sawa, who, who stars in it, uh, mentioning uh, on Twitter that he was going to to film, um, and then kind of not hearing much else about it. And I still mm -hmm. feel like people aren't talking about this movie as much as they should be. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that once it gets a, a Blu-ray or a home release, like that it finds an audience, whereas maybe the VOD didn't find yeah. what I feel like it deserved. Because man, yeah. holy shit! When you talk about endings to a movie, yeah, <laughs> like the whole thing's good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's 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 um, you know, this family kind of we talked about it on the yeah. last show, the one before the the games. But man, this family kind of living off the land, and and you know a father daughter relationship that I could absolutely like kind of attach myself to. And then, you know, this horrible tragedy happening and this woman having to deal with that. Um, and then where it goes, good God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, it's a movie that I think to some degree kind of plays its hand, uh, early and early only because of like the limited, like, so it's not too hard to kind of put two and two together as things are happening, especially because it's such a limited casting list. And then, you know, mm -hmm. Nick Stahl is in it. Nick Stahl is not like who I would consider like an A-list actor, but you know who Nick Stahl is. And then you're like, Nick Stahl hasn't shown up yet. And these things right. are kind of leading yeah. towards yeah. something. And then he shows up and you're like, well, what are the odds that, you know, he's kind <laughs> of not yeah. somehow involved. But yet, I think this movie is a great, example of sometimes like knowing a thing doesn't mean that you know where things are going you might know exactly. like something and this movie at the end of it holy shit yeah and you're just like what the fuck you know yep. but yeah yeah and you want to talk about a master class of editing yeah intention yeah uh you know because of the way uh things were cut in the last couple of minutes and you yep. thought something was going to happen. And it was like, I was just sitting there like on the edge of the couch, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. 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 Man. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Yep. Like I'm really looking forward to watching it again. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Um, so then that, that, that brings us to 
our last movie, which so, um, you know, at work we have um, we use mostly Slack to talk to each other because we're all remote. Even not pandemic wise, we're all like eighty five percent of my company is remote, and so we have a movie channel. Slack allows you to have like these channels, and there's a movie. We have a movie channel, and I mentioned this movie, and I said like I actually had to get up after I finished watching this movie. I had to get up and walk around because it it yeah. like just messed with me so much and somebody was like why would you want that like i'm all for watching like a you know whatever like you know a hor- like transylvania 6500 right or something like a fun hor- you know fun halloween movie but like with everything that's going on in the world right now why would you want to watch a movie that you have to get up and walk around and i, and I actually thought about that and i was like i i don't know if it's i think because like so much of what was happening at the time and even to some degree now is like you don't really have any control over you don't know what's going to happen so when you're watching these movies and you're terrified in the moment you also know that it's going to end like this movie's going to be over with right. and you will have the time to process it and decide how you feel about it and you can engage with it at that point on your own terms whether you want to ever watch it again or talk about it again or how that's going to be and you know, and if you didn't like it, you could just be like, ah, fuck that movie and forget about it. But if mm-hmm. you really enjoy it, and we don't have that luxury in the real world. There's scary shit that's happening and continuing to happen. And we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know what's going to happen next. And we don't have the luxury of being able to just say, it's going to stop. And then mm-hmm. I can process it because it's just this constant stream of bad shit going on. Um mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, this movie, uh, which is one that we we had the we were very lucky to be able to see it early. We were lucky to be able mm-hmm. to tell people to see it. It is going to be a Shutter exclusive, so please, when it's on Shutter, watch it. And that is um, Brian uh, Bertino's um, The Dark and the Wicked. Mm-hmm. H- hands down, the scariest movie I watched this year. Um, yep but also one of one of the best a a just an unrelenting you know it 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 tale of of you know kind of satanic uh influence and then at the same time the the guilt and and the fear of two adult siblings trying to figure out how they are going to help their elderly mother care for her invalid husband and so there's mm-hmm. that that guilt of not being near the parents and one sibling having to take on more of a responsibility, realizing that maybe the 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 spouse who had a life with this person can can no longer care for them. Also, mm-hmm. but that person that they're you know have been in love with is not the same person anymore. All of that together, and then and then Satan decides to start fucking with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it very easily could have been a, a very disturbing just family drama. Mm-hmm. And then there's Satan. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. man, yeah. You talk about uh, disturbing imagery, uh, some of the scariest shit that I have seen in a movie in a good while. Yeah. Also, I, I talk, you know, we talk about this a lot, but the tone, it's just so bleak and yeah. so, like, hopeless, you know? Uh, and you feel so bad for the characters because, uh, God, what a, what a situation, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, just absolutely stellar performances. Uh, Marin Ireland uh, was fantastic. Michael Abbott Jr., shout out to him mm-hmm. for 
you know, shouting out to us yeah. uh, on the podcast Twitter. Good man, good dude. Uh, also in uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which I didn't know. So yep. that's pretty cool too. Yep. But also, man, you talk about a director. You talk about uh, a series of movies. This dude did The Strangers, which scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, wrote and directed The Strangers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, a movie that that I watched, uh, I want to say it was the summer in, in Alabama in like four in the afternoon. Mm. So it's bright uh, and I'm locking doors and windows and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. God damn. What a movie. And then he did the monster, which was one of the first few things that we talked about. One of our earlier episodes. The uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The woman the in the daughter. car with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, so this guy knows how to do tension. And he, he knows wrote, how to do characterization. He wrote uh, Strangers Play at Night, which I don't think mm-hmm. was as good as Strangers, but had had a really good kind of I feel like twist at the pray, end. Yeah. Pray, pray at, at Night. night uh, pray at Night, I thought, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for the type of movie it was, I thought it was a really good version or a good example of that kind of movie. It did not play as a sequel to The Strangers. No, for no, me. no. It was it, more it's like a, a purge, purge, like a purge movie. Ex- a purge, like uh, almost like a Halloween kind of Michael Myers shit. By the end, like yeah, <laughs> she couldn't fucking kill Sat Kid. At the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but man, uh, Dark and the Wicked on it, and we you know we mentioned our friends on here a, a, a good bit. We've kind of turned our man Jace. Uh, we have uh, stimulated the the horror want to watch horror film portion of his brain so mm-hmm. he he put this one on and was was texting me uh while he was watching it he's like he's like it's one in the afternoon and i'm already like oh hell no he, yeah. he turned it off so <laughs> so yeah uh oh, absolutely my favorite movie this year uh scared the shit out of me it's it's up there with hereditary for me yeah you know that that kind of ex- uh, feeling and experience um uh, having watched it and in another one that i see a decent amount of like kind of talk over but it, it you know i don't think enough people have seen it yet yeah and hopefully once once it's on shutter i know i mean i know that shutter you know has is kind of a boutique uh streaming service but still like it you know will hopefully you know especially nowadays with you know kind of theaters and everything being the way that it is um you know it, it'll it'll get more uh more eyes uh Oh yeah. So so definitely, you know, please, you know, watch it when it's when it's there, um, and uh, you know, support it how how you can. And then yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to to this guy's kind of next um, next thing, whatever that ends up being. Absolutely. Um, so, but um, yeah, and it's funny because I watched um, it didn't it didn't make my list, although it's still worth watching. But I watched um, anything for Jackson um, just recently. Didn't make mine either. Yeah, which was fun to watch, but you know, it, 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 it. I was talking to my wife about it, and I was like, "There's, there's two types of kind of Satan movies. There's you try to make a deal with Satan, and Satan being Satan, you know, it doesn't work out for you. <laughs> nobody, sure, nobody makes a deal with Satan, <laughs> leaves, and is like, awesome, got everything I wanted. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. no consequences whatsoever. So yay for that me. Went well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And then there's the 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 Satan just enters your life through no cause of your own, and I find both of them to be uh, kind of equally um, scary. 
like like the idea because you know when i was a kid you know i, I know ouija boards are made by milton bradley so don't like you know but it was like you know right. when i was a kid there was always this kind of idea of like well you know what if you did something or you know whatever you read the necronomicon or whatever and then like shit opened up and you're like Mm-mm, you know but but the you know <laughs> where the dark of the wicked is scary is like these people you know by all accounts didn't do anything it just right. Satan just decided, hey, here's here's this is a family yeah, in distress the, uh, that yeah. I can take advantage of, and I'm gonna fuck with them just to fuck with them because I'm Satan, yeah. right? Like yeah. not because they did anything wrong, but just because it's what Satan does. Um, yeah, I also and, like I kind of it, it sucks, but it, and it's it's right in the Satan's wheelhouse, right? But he kind of it felt like he's kind of picking on low hanging fruit here, exactly. Like these people, yeah, these people are already are, in a terrible situation. Right, right, and so it's easy He's to like, manipulate them, and it's easy mm-hmm. to to get them to, you know, maybe kill themselves, and then then they're mine or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, obviously there's just, I mean, I mean, you know, the the de- depending upon you know, the movie and, and kind of how they choose to portray it. It's like Satan as just like someone who makes deals, but will eventually screw you over. And then there's the Satan of like, like I, there's no rhyme or reason to, mm-hmm. to, to who he decides to fuck with. It's just right. to torment people. And, you know, yeah. and, and we don't see that a lot. Like, and so mm-hmm. that's why I think for this movie had as much had the impact that it did is because yeah you know it's well, the yeah, ultimate it, when bad things happen to good people right like it's right. <laughs> like that times yeah. like a million <laughs> it's exactly that it's like there's that Satan who's almost is, is portrayed as like whimsical and when he he fucks you over it's almost kind of funny but except for who it's happening to and stuff yeah yeah where in this one he's like I'm gonna fuck them over and I'm also going to scare the shit out of them. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. there, there's just nothing funny about it. There's like, it's just, yeah, it is fucking terrifying and yeah. it is unrelenting. Yeah. Like it's, oh, so, good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. All right. Well, uh, so that's it for, uh, 2020 it was a good, you know, bad year for theaters, a uh, good year for movies. Probably be the best way to put it. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, well, you know what? I don't even know. Um, there's still good stuff to, to watch. Still, there'll be good stuff coming out next year. May not be in the kind of the schedule that we thought, but people are still finding ways to make movies and, and God love them because we, we certainly need them. Um, but, uh, you know, more than ever, just find a way to support the movies that you love and whether it's streaming or, you know, I'm not going to say to go to a theater. That's up to, you know, if you can do it safely yeah. then or rent one, you know, for your family or whatever. Uh, but, um, you know, hopefully you can find something uh, to watch that can help take your mind off of kind of all the shit that's going on. Um, you know, we will uh, kind of resume in the next couple of weeks our normal schedule of talking about movies. We actually have an, a new uh, a new movie that we... Um, have oh. not been able to talk about uh, that I'm sure Mitch is very, very excited to, oh, to, to talk I can't about. Wait to talk about it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's a banger. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then, and then you know, we'll have all of our fun game stuff and everything uh, as usual. So, uh, thank you so much for hanging out and, and for, uh, you know, kind of taking this trip down memory lane with us. Um, 
This has been episode 112 of Divided by Werewolves, and uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again, good night, and have a good evening. (laughs) 